I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Received a lot of questions this week asking what I think is going wrong uh, with the Sydney Roosters. And look, I've said I'm bloke and a bar the last few weeks that personally, I don't feel like the middles uh, are winning the ruck at the moment. And, you know, I, I feel like, and myself a few weeks, I was sort of saying, oh, it's a matter of time until they click. I'm starting to wonder if uh, if the whole click argument um, is a bit over the top. I, I personally think that their their middles are just getting dusted. I really do think that uh, Robbo probably needs to move Angus Crichton back into the middle. Personally, I'd be giving Rhea Hargraves a couple of weeks off, and um, not as a punishment for JWH or that he's you know I, I I just think that when you consider the age he's at, the year that he had to have last year, like some of the games he was playing eighty minutes and the workload he was getting through, I really do think it's taken a toll on him, and you know it, it becomes comes even more difficult when you've got Lindsay Collins, who's one of your other best front rowers. He's come back from an ACL. He's been good. Uh, but as we know with ACLs, no one returns the same football they are the season after. It's always a year after that where they sort of uh, hit, hit their stride again. So the Sydney Roosters, they're, they're in a tough position with their middles because you've got Jared, who's at the age he's at. And personally, I think that what Robbo had in mind last year was to ease Jared Rare Hargrave, ease his workload off a little bit. Instead, he had to push it up, and he had to push it to a point where Jared probably hasn't played at that rate in five or six years. And, you know, age matter, age matters, father time, still undefeated. Uh, so I think it has taken a toll on Rare Hargraves, and so it should have, because he was immense last year. Um, as we said, Lindsay's coming back from his ACL. He's not quite the same player he was. I think Takiyaho's been great. He's probably been their best middle forward to start the season. Uh, for me, I think I'd give Jared a couple of weeks off. I just think his body needs it. Um, and I, I just think that it's time to maybe give some of these younger guys a few weeks. You've got Renu Fatoni, who's doing well in reserve grade. He's a kid uh, that... Oh, not not a kid. He's a footballer uh, that I would be looking at to bring into first grade. Uh, you got White down there, who's got really good leg speed as well. I just think Rhea Hargraves, he's just getting grind, grounded into the earth at the moment, and I just think he needs a bit of a spell, and you know that's not a punishment to him, but I, I just don't think they're, they're winning the middle. And the other thing that 
when I look at this side, you know, obviously I don't need to remind you guys, you all know your rugby league. You know what has happened to the Roosters over the last years with their injuries and whatnot. Luke Keary didn't play last season. Uh, Sam Walker came in as a 19-year-old into first grade. He didn't play rugby league the year before because of COVID. Um, he came into first grade and was, you know, partnered with Drew Hutchinson, um, a very unorthodox sort of hard string, but Sam Walker did incredibly well in this side. James Tedesco sort of shifted himself into a fullback slash 5'8 sort of role where he was jumping into first receiver. He was kicking a lot. Uh, very unorthodox sort of Roosters side. And being the team they are, they managed to get young guys to come through um, and play well above their weight, play well above their pay wicket. Uh, and they did really well. They finished fifth last year in a competition where the bottom teams were so far behind, it's not even funny. We get to 2022 and I myself as well sort of went, fuck, look what they did last year, all their injuries. Imagine what they're going to do this year. And it took me back to 2017 with the North Queensland Cowboys. And I remember they went all the way to the grand final with a couple of injuries. And I remember sort of thinking, fuck, look how well they did that year with all their injuries and everything. This year, they get Thurston back. They get this guy. They get Jordan McLean walks in. They're going to absolutely brain it. And they were incredibly disappointing. And, you know, it's kind of resembles what what the Roosters are doing this year. And look, I know the Roosters start slow usually, and then they find their form mid-season or just after origin, and and they're a good team that, that tapers that way. They've got a good coach who tapers his team for the back end of the season. But I look at it at the moment, I think they're losing the middle, and I also think the other thing, and maybe this does feed into the clicking argument a little bit, but you got Luke here, he's coming back from an ACL as well. He started a little bit slow. He's still been good, but he's also playing with another ball player, uh, that has only had one season of first grade. And in that season of first grade, Sam Walker came in and he was essentially given a license to do what he wanted to do. Yeah, he, he was handed the keys to the team. He had Hutcho next to him. So here he, you have a Sam Walker comes into first grade, hasn't played rugby league in a year or so, does incredibly well. But the things that he does well is the cutouts, um, you know, it's the it's the off-the-cuff sort of kicks, off-the-cuff sort of passes. It's It wasn't really Sam Walker fitting into a structure and playing well, but Sam Walker was talented enough and Robbo gave him enough enough leeway to just play his natural game. And it worked last year, and I think that, you know, it was sort of assisted by the rule changes. And that's not taking anything away from Sam Walker and his ability. He's an incredibly good footballer. But you can see now that the Roosters have their troops back, now that they have Luke Keary back, now they have all, all their forwards and all their edge back rowers back and everything, they're, they're starting to fall back into a structured place, which is where they need to be um, to win the competition realistically, if that's what they want to do. You look at the Melbourne Storm, the Penrith Panthers, they play with an unbelievable structure. And the reality is with the Roosters last year, they beat all the bottom teams and they competed with the top teams, but you never really felt like that Roosters team last year was going to knock over a Melbourne Storm or a Penrith Panthers even a South Sydney Rabbitohs, but more so the Melbourne Storm, the Penrith Panthers, which they were the competition leaders. Not many teams were going to knock them off, and I'm I'm happy to accept that. But you never felt like the Roosters, the way that they played, was going to beat those top sides. But, and and I'll tell you what, Sam Walker, at the moment, he kind of reminds me of Mitch Moses in his early years. And when I watched Mitch Moses come through the junior grades, and I've said this a number of times, he was a guy that could do the chip, he could do the cutout, he could do the flick pass, kick for himself. You know, all, all these things that the other halves in the competitions didn't have the ability to do. And Mitch Moses, he could beat you in so many ways. And because in junior grades, you know, it's all about highlights and you get complimented for the big plays you do and you've got a young mind and you're not too worried about structure because you don't really have to worry about it. You can 
sort of rely on your talent to get through. And Mitch Moses did that in the junior grades, as a lot of guys do, as Sam Walker did as well. You watch his highlights package. It isn't a structured sort of football. It's the fact that he's the best ball player on the field and he can pick you apart in so many ways. And I remember watching Mitch Moses come through the junior grades. All of a sudden, he got to first grade with the Tigers. And he would have these highlights. He would have these cutout balls, these flick passes, these amazing chips, these highlight plays that you would see and you go, fuck, he's got ability. But then when it got down to, you know, his team's up by six with 20 minutes to go, he can't close out a game. He doesn't have those little things in his game that experienced halves do, and that's the reality of young halves. And I remember watching Mitch Moses, and I watched the transition, and, you know, people have always bagged Mitch Moses, and that's fine. I've sort of said from the start and for the last few years that he's going to develop into a real seven, and now he has, you can see how well he's leading Parramatta around around the field now. He went from being the highlights guy to, you know, scoring no super coach points, having no stats, and everyone went, oh, shit, he's hopeless. And I said the whole time, he's becoming a more mature seven. Same as I said last year, Dylan Brown's becoming a more mature six. All of a sudden, these guys have the stats behind them this year, and they're going millions. Mitch Moses has developed into a quality seven, but it has taken a number of years to do that. And I look at Sam Walker now, and he's in the period where he's come out of junior grade with all these highlights and all these compliments, and he's come into first grade, and he's killed it with playing unorthodox, eyes-up sort of footy. And we've all complimented him. We've all said how fantastic it is. He's got pats on the back. He's got his team to fifth on the ladder. All of a sudden, he arrives now with a Luke Carey and all these guys that have come back into this side – and now they've got to play structured footy. And you can see, for, well, for me, I can see that Sam Walker's sort of struggling with it. And it's not so much a negative that he's struggling with it. The reason why he's struggling with it is because he's got the ability to be able to break games open like he was doing last year. And he was brought into first grade and allowed to play like that. Now he's got to fit into a different structure. He's got to get used to another halves pairing. And this time he's got a dominant half next to him. It isn't the Sam Walker show like it was last year. You've got Sam Walker trying to transition and trying to find his way in this team. You've got an experienced guy on Luke Keery coming back from an ACL. He's probably a yard or two slower than what he usually is. And then you've got James Tedesco, who's gone from playing 5-8 slash fullback and is now fitting back into their structures, just playing a normal fullback role. At the same time, your middles aren't going forward. There's a lot of things that the, 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 the Roosters sort of have to sort out, and I think it will come together eventually. But it is interesting with Sam Walker. And for me, I'm so glad that he is at the Sydney Roosters because, and, you know, if he was at another club, I think there's a really good chance that Sam Walker very quickly becomes the next Ash Taylor. He's incredibly talented. He's incredibly gifted. And I know people will scoff at that and go, oh, Sam Walker's so much better than Ash Taylor. But at the same points in their careers, the only difference was that Sam Walker was at a better club. Sam Walker was at a club with more stars around him and more experience around him to sort of guide him and better coaching. Uh, Ash Taylor was as, as talented for me when he was 19 and 20 as Sam Walker is right now. And people that don't understand rugby league or didn't watch Ash Taylor at that age will laugh at that because you don't get it. But that's how talented Ash Taylor was. He came into a system that really didn't take care of him, that sort of put him out in the cold, and and, and he really struggled off the back of that. So I'm glad that Sam Walker is at a good club. But I also remember sitting here two years ago and young Kyle Flanagan, who had brained it in Toyota Cup, point-scoring records, left, right, and centre. Everyone said he's going to kill it at the Roosters. And I sort of said, look, you need to be patient with Flano. He's stepping into the boots of Cooper Cronk. He did well. His team finished fourth, and the Roosters decided, not our guy, not for me. Now, I'm not saying they're going to do that with Sam Walker, but it is interesting because the Roosters, they tell you who they are. They tell you who they are every fucking season. We want to win a premiership this year. I've always said... The Roosters, they're not in the friendships business. They're not in the relevant business. They're not in the credit business. They're in the trophy business. And it's been two or three years now since they've won a trophy. And for me, 
I wonder if they are going to stick with Sam Walker over the next three or four years because it is going to take time. It might not take as long as it did with a Mitch Moses because oh, I think the Roosters are a better side, are a better franchise, a better system with better coaching than what the West Tigers were back then and what Parramatta have been for the last few years. But it's not going to be an overnight fix. I don't think it's going to be a matter of it clicking straight away and then it just all works. I think there are going to be a lot of challenges and a lot of speed humps over the next few months with Sam Walker. And I'm not saying that I think the Roosters will get rid of him. I think they will hold on to him. But it is interesting. I was talking to a Roosters fan and a good mate of mine, uh, Tishu, earlier today about this. And I was essentially saying, you know, we well, the way we're talking about Walker, about it's going to take time. You know, we sort of said this about Flano. His team finished fourth. They got done in a, you know, they, they went out in back-to-back games um, in the semifinals, which is similar to what Sam Walker did last year. Now you got all the troops back. It still is a little bit underwhelming. I wouldn't be surprised to see Sam Walker potentially spend some time in reserve grade. But you know what? I wonder if he goes back to reserve grade. Is he simply too talented to just dominate that with the way that he's able to play and the way that he was able to play last year with just his high-end ability? Because he is a supreme ball player. But he's now got to work out how to take those supreme skills and fit it into a system and the system that the Roosters are running, which they haven't really had a ball player like Sam Walker before. They haven't had a ball player that's able to do what Sam Walker and has the confidence to do what Sam Walker does. You've got Kiri and Cronk that have been there for a couple of years, even Flano. They're talented, but they're talented within a system. Whereas Sam Walker, he's like a touch footballer. He can just do anything off the top of his head. And whilst it worked for the Roosters last year when they were building a team around Sam Walker, now they're not. And Sam Walker has to now fit into the structure of the Sydney Roosters. And I think that it's forcing Teddy to struggle a little bit. I think he's struggling to find his way. But I, I do think that even though Sam Walker's struggling, Luke here is struggling, it does come back to your middles. If you're a halves pairing and you, you're finding it hard to gel together, the only thing that makes it harder is when your forward pack isn't winning the middle, which for me, they're not at the moment. They lost to Canterbury on the weekend, a pretty close game. But the reality is... Just about every single point the Roosters scored, they were lucky to get away with. There was either a knock-on in the play of the ball, a forward pass leading up to it, a kick that was knocked down. And yes, teams work to those things. But a team like the Sydney Roosters, if the only like legitimate try you score is when a kick gets knocked back to you, even the Joseph Suwali try, I mean, that, that, that kick, that made a horrible, horrible set of six from the Sydney Roosters look really good simply because Sawali is the better athlete in the air. You watch that set and you watch when Sam Walker gets the ball. He does like a complete 180, comes back the other way. There's two dummy half scoots. It was all a fucking nightmare. It was very un-Sydney Roosters-like. And that's that's the sort of footy team they are at the moment. They're trying to find their identity and they're all trying to gel together. You saw James Tedesco, even, you know, Angus Crichton not knocked the ball on and the play the ball. He goes down the short side. There, there wasn't numbers there. It wasn't really on. James Tedesco just took on TPJ and he came up with a bad missed tackle. If TPJ makes that tackle, all of a sudden, you know, there's not much doing for this Roosters side. I think they got lucky to score that try, to be perfectly honest with you. A lot of times over the last years when the Chooks go down the short side, it's because they've taken a player out of that line and they've got them at first marker and they've got an advantage. They really didn't on that play. The numbers were even. There was nothing really on there except for a poor defensive effort from Tavita Pangai Jr. A good run by Teddy, don't get me wrong. But it wasn't like it was a masterful play like we've seen over the last few years. You look at the Melbourne Storm, the Penrith Panthers. You can see the pattern of every single set depending on when they get the ball. You look at the Roosters at the moment, and occasionally they have a set of six where it looks like the old Roosters. They did do it a few times um, the other night. The try that the Teddy actually scored, that was a good set of six for them apart from the knock-on. But they got lucky at the end with, with, with a very simple missed tackle to TPJ. Maybe they were targeting him, and that's fine. 
fair play to them, but there's not many times you will score that try off that play in the NRL, realistically. So for me, I'm not exact. I, I can't put my finger on exactly what is going on wrong for the Roosters, but I think the middles are struggling. I would give JWH a couple of weeks off, not as a punishment, um, not as a dropping, just simply as a resting to get his body right. It's a long season. This Rooster side, they only have to make the top eight to compete for this premiership. Ideally, you want to be top four, don't get me wrong, but as long as they're in the top eight, they can compete for a premiership if they gel at the right end of the season. It is going to take time, though, and they need to be patient with Sam Walker. I think they will be, but I also thought they'd be patient with Kyle Flanagan. Whether that was a personality clash or whatever it was with Flano, I'm not exactly sure, uh, but I hope that they keep Sam Walker there because I think that if Sam Walker was at another club and he came in the way that he did last year and brained it, and we all complimented the highlights plays, the cutout balls, the no-lookers, all this sort of stuff, the second year is hard. Second-year syndrome has been a thing for so many footballers over so many years. You look at Timmy Smith when he came in, a huge highlight season, came back the next year and really struggled. It's happened to a lot of guys. Second year syndrome is definitely a thing. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And as I said, I'm really glad that Sam Walker is at the club he's at because I think they can bring him through it. But you need to stay patient with Sam Walker because it's going to take time. It takes time for every single half ever to develop, whether you're Joey, whether you're Timmy Smith, Nathan Cleary. Look at Nathan Cleary. Came in, looked sensational, had a couple of years where he's a little bit down, a little bit off. James Maloney walks into the building. He learns off him. Sam Walker, I mean, he's only played one season and he's never had a half next to him that he can really learn from. He's played with Drew Hutchinson. He's been the main half the entire time he's been in this team, except for the last eight weeks when Luke Curry returns from an ACL and he's trying to fit into new structures. Just be patient with him. I hope the Roosters are patient with him because that is the club that I want him to be at because I know he will be successful long-term. But it does take a long time when you come out of juniors and you're the guy. You're the guy that can do this, you can do that. You can do stuff that other guys can't do. You get complimented all the time about it. Most of the time you come into first grade, you get a little bit of a reality check. You get put into structure. You get to stand next to a quality, experienced half and learn the structure off them. Sam Walker hasn't had that. If anything, I'm starting to think that last year might be a little bit of a negative for him because it's sort of it's sort of built the narrative that Sam Walker does whatever he wants and can do whatever he wants and he can just play off the top of his head and they'll be okay. And the Roosters know that's not how you win premierships. Trent Robinson knew that last year, but he didn't really have a choice. And now you've got Sam Walker after being the guy doing his thing in this team. Now... He's the young kid next to an experienced half. Now, if he would have had this in his first season, we wouldn't have seen the same highlights. We wouldn't have been as high on Sam Walker. We wouldn't have the same expectations that we do now. It's going to take time for him to gel. Ideally, this is how you would have rather his career start, standing next to an experienced half and learning the little things about the game and chiming in here and there with his plays instead of coming in last year in a season where 
the top teams, the good, well-coached teams, were able to dominate other sides as soon as they got on the front foot, which the Roosters did, which allowed Sam Walker to play his expansive touch football sort of style of rugby league, which worked a charm. And it will work a charm in the future, yeah? But he needs to now learn how to fit into a structure. And he's trying to fit into a structure with an experienced half who's just come back with a forward pack that's sort of going east-west. They're not going uh, north-south at the moment. So it is very, very tough for them. But they will find their way. It's going to take time. Be patient with Sam Walker. He reminds me a lot of a young Mitch Moser where everyone told me he was shit and he couldn't play. He's just learning the structures of first grade. I'll say it again. I've said it a number of times over the last 18 months. You need to remember that Sam Walker did not play rugby league for an entire year before he came into first grade. He came in in a time where there was points being scored left, right and centre. He was allowed to play expansive, essentially Harold Matts and SG Ball sort of footy for a talented halfback and 5'8". That trends to first grade, it takes time. It takes years. It probably won't take Sam Walker as long because he is at the Sydney Roosters, but it does take time. Be patient with Sammy Walker. Be patient with the Sydney Roosters. They will find their way. I don't know when it's going to be. Might not be this season. I personally think it will. I think they'll get to a point where they can compete this season and they're able to beat the bottom 10 teams, but it is going to take time. Origin's about to hit. James Tedesco is going to walk out of the building. Angus Crichton's going to walk out of the building. Potentially, Lindsay Collins walked out of the building too. It's going to be a big, big test for them over the next few months. But my key message is just be patient. Said this about Flano. No one was patient with him. He had to leave. You can see the, the effect that that had on him. I do not want Sam Walker to be the next Kyle Flanagan. I also don't want Sam Walker to be the next Ash Taylor. I'm confident he won't beat the Sydney Roosters, but you need to be patient. He's extremely talented, but fitting into structure. It's a lot more difficult than what people give credit for, especially when you come off a season where everyone patted you on the back for playing eyes up and playing expansive footy. It's a tough gig for a young half. He will get there, but be patient. Patient.